Welcome everybody to episode 18 of Half Hearted Heroes. I'm like 95% sure that's what we're on. I Guys, you're never sure about the I'm episode, n- I've bro. never been sure <laughs> even though like I spent hours editing and then I always listen after so I <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's why I'm 95% sure it is nine, it is uh, 18. So guys, what happened last episode, probably level, or probably episode 17 All right. of Half-Hearted Heroes. I got this. Ready? We got it. Clyde, take it away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so we found, we found two orbs, the storm orb and the snow orb. No, rain orb. Rain orb. Rain orb. Yeah. Same thing, man. No. Anyways, we got them back. Uh, we found. Well, we didn't find anything out, but we had some uh, some theories that we were going to act on, and then Klug let us in on some information. Or no, he didn't. He didn't have nothing for us, did he? Yeah, he had some info on some of the security measures for the yeah. vault. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say that since you guys split the party, you just need to recap your and Barry's uh, scenes. So we woke Clyde up from his fake pass out. Yeah, which still hurts, by the way. <laughs> so we woke him up. Uh, we were talking to Professor Wake. I settled a mild, mild fan theory about her being possessed by the Yolithid. She was not. I just kind of gave her a little zap. Uh, nothing happened. <laughs> she, she checked out. She wanted to. Oh, the silent alarm got tripped while we were talking about what we should do about getting the warrior. But now that she knew some shit was going on around the school and it was getting crazy, and she saw the silent alarm and told us to go with her back to the office where Merlin and Ubo were sneaking down into the chamber underneath the secret vault to steal, to steal the orb. orb. <laughs> so they tripped the laser, and we had to go after him. And you know they could recap their part there because yeah it wasn't them tripping a laser uh i don't think they i don't think anybody really knows what exactly uh set off that alarm clig did it so dustin and sean you guys want to recap your guys' scenes what happened merlin ah shoot man um i went down in the vault merlin went down in the vault and then uh ubo came shortly after and then we continued on with uh what's his name klug well, first was the beagle. What was the first one? First the beagle was the beagle. first. First was the beagle. Uh, Uba rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> I tamed him. Tamed the he beast. Loved him. And then the gargoyles next, right? What's his yeah, name? the beagle's was... name is Jeremy, right? Yeah. Yes. And you try to you try to steal it, but it went to Headmaster Wake. So I think that's Uba's new like goal to get Jeremy. To steal Jeremy. And then the next was the um, the. Uh, gargoyles, and I actually used my little mirror to slice all the gargoyles up. Yeah. How did we do the glass case off of the camera? Uh, you picked it up, you handed it to Merlin, and then you picked the orb up, and then Merlin just carried the case on grease. <laughs> he put. <laughs> he, that's probably uh, what set the alarm <laughs> off as we took Fuck, the Fuck, I didn't even think about that. I, okay, how would you guys explain that to Headmaster Wake? Hey, what, why do you have the <laughs> orb case on your robot? Wait, did she put it back? Or did you guys no, put it back? No, no. <laughs> oh. Look, she was, she was too distracted. She was too distracted by figuring out where the hidden intruder went to. Maybe she thought it was part of my robot. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it looked like a little, like a little uh, protective case on your robot. Let's go with that, so that I don't have any plot holes. Also, would that um, laser beam would have uh, like disintegrated my mirror? Or nah, that's not nah. <laughs> <laughs> no nah. Nah. science. Not this, not this time. Uh, it would have been a pretty hard thing to convince Headmaster. Uh, Headmaster Wake's side alarm did go off, so she ran down in the room with Klug and with, or I mean, with uh Clyde and um, uh, Altrex, and it was going to be pretty hard to convince her. Uh, what you guys were doing down there was, you know, not up to no good. But then Merlin had to roll a nat 20. So, and we use roll 20 now so that we can all see the rolls and like we can all interact with each other and see what's happening. And it's a lot more fun. But 
What sucks about that is I can see when they really roll these nat 20s and there is nothing I can do about <laughs> <laughs> rolling these crazy rolls on these uh, big plot points. So, uh, so yeah, she believed you. Um, and then after that, she was kind of on the fence on where what exactly should be the plan going forward with you for now. Now that there's these this evidence of the illithids, uh, she's got some info on the lightning orb. It's up north. But we ended with you guys just doing your shopping with Daryl. And then she said, get some sleep. And in the morning, you guys would all come back together and uh, make some plans on the future. So that's where we ended. We ended with you guys in the dorm room, uh, snoozing away. So the dorm room, uh, you all haven't been here for, I don't know, nearly a month now. You guys let me know, what's this room look like? Did Have you guys started packing it up at all? No, that's the exact same. Does it look exactly like episode one? We're not fucking going anywhere. (laughs) Beer cans, beer cans and all. Deer head on the wall. (laughs) All of it. I keep acquiring deer head, though, so there's more. (laughs) How many? A few more. I think we were were up to two. He added a zebra. There's a zebra. (laughs) A zebra, a rhino. (laughs) Okay. I think we're running out of wall space, man. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where you've been having the time for all this. Um, My day's off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, like after you guys did do your shopping with Daryl, that day you literally walked off the boat, ate some steak, had this all these conversations broken in this vault. Like it's late at night. You all passed out or powered down uh, and just Thanks were zonked out. Yeah, until the next morning. So, Clyde. Yes. You're snoozing on your uh, double wide bottom bunks. And uh, you're younger in your dream. You're in a city that you don't recognize. It's snowing lightly. And even though it's cold out and you're in just your skinny pelts, you don't really feel cold. You walk up to a shop and open the door, and it feels familiar to you, even though you've never been in here before. Not even in the city before. Inside, you see a man working a forge that is not like any forge you've ever seen before. Not only is the forge not like anything you've ever seen before, but the fire it's giving off is green. You see him, he's got a face mask down, and he's got something stuck in the fire. How tall is he? Does he know he's dreaming? Go fly, Johnny. <laughs> Fly away. <laughs> is it like is it Roberto working on shit or is it just a guy? He's got a face mask on. Uh John yeah, Johnny, you ask how tall he is. He's about your height. I won't go tap him on the shoulder. Uh you walk up to him and before you even get within arm's reach of him, he actually steps back away from the forge and he's got these uh two pairs of tongs that are holding this piece of metal and he pulls it out. And then he puts both the tongs into one hand, clasping them together. And he raises his face mask, and uh, he waves at you to come even closer, even though you've already been approaching him a little bit. And it, as he raised that face mask, he looks familiar to you, as if you've seen him maybe in a dream before, or even a, maybe in a painting. But you don't right away recognize who he is. And he he points to a bucket of water next to you, and you see that this piece of metal is just red hot right now grab the water he, he waits like a moment and then points at the the metal is he gonna dip it or am i gonna throw the water on it he's not holding it like it like he would be dipping it into it i'm gonna throw the water on it yeah you you <laughs> splash this bucket of water onto this metal and uh it's the steam just completely fills the room as soon as it fades away uh, you notice that you're staring at yourself as he's holding this uh, this sheet of metal up. You notice that looking into it, it looks like you're looking in a mirror and it's looking right back at you. Even though this man obviously had no time to polish this metal, even though this man had no time to smooth it down or anything, this is just a sheer a solid sheet of metal that looks like a mirror to you. And then you will wake up. Altrex. Mm. Yes. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your your power down in the corner with your charger. I think it's plugged into your butt. It's my I butt. Think, yeah, my I think butt. that's what you're saying. The charger butt. you both made for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he probably designed it specifically <laughs> to plug into your butt because he thought it would be funny. <laughs> uh. Uh. So your power down. What's it usually like when you power down? A bunch of data. Just and like then, ones and zeros, yeah, like floating by your... Yeah. <laughs> it processes later when I wake up and fully power back up. Beep, boop, boop, but for the boop, time being. Oh, and then you like download your dreams? Yeah, yeah, cool. it kind of works like that. A little memory chip. Sometimes Floppy Joe helps me interpret them when I can't do it myself. Man, Floppy Joe, he's a he's, guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Win. <laughs> what a fella. I like it. Um, <laughs> but tonight's different. Tonight, when you power down, you it's as if you're dreaming, and it's kind of confusing to you at first, and it gets more confusing to you, because you look around, and you're just in a, a room with no walls, no doors, just a simple table in front of you with a cog on the center of the table. What's a cog? Like a wheel, oh, like, okay. cog, like okay. a gear, a gear. Uh, yeah. A yeah. gear. Just a simple wooden table. Just one, uh, maybe like a fist-sized round cog on the center of the table. Can I walk over and pick it up? Yeah, you walk over and pick it up. And as soon as you touch it and as soon as you pick it up, you start to hear a voice. And it's it's kind of indistinct. You can't really even tell where it's coming from. And then it dawns on you that it's actually coming from the cog. And the voice sounds like nothing you've ever heard before. At the same time, it sounds like everything. But I can understand it? You can't at the moment. You're kind of looking at it and turning it over in your fingers. And the voice is getting a little bit more clear. A little bit more clear. It's kind of going in and out. And then... Eventually, it just simply says, after it's finally, I don't tuned in or just you're ready to hear it, all you hear is, go home, make me proud, and then you wake up. Hmm. Ubo. Why Why has no one flown yet? I'm going to fly. I'm doing that right now. I'm going to take your shine. I'm flying right now. Ubo. <laughs> Scene opens and Ubo's flying through the air. <laughs> Ubo, you're dreaming of a life in the jungle with rocks, flying through above the trees. <laughs> uh, nothing can touch you. Rux is running along at the bottom of the uh, the jungle floor, and he's just yelling up to you like, what are you doing up there? Why don't you... Hey, Ubo, come down here. Come play with me. <laughs> uh, and you're just flying around, flying above the trees. All right, um, I'm going to go play with him. Okay. <laughs> and he said, Ubo, what do you want to do? What do you think we could steal something from? Want to go steal some, like, nuts from a squirrel or something? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, well, since apparently you can fly now, I guess you can just, like, fly up and steal them. So that'd be really fun. Let's go do it. Oh, <laughs> I can't even do the voice. <laughs> Because yours is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. You like start to hone in on this tree that has a big uh, knot in it that you can tell 100% for sure has a squirrel in there with a bunch of nuts. Uh, but as soon as you're like approaching the tree and you start to take off and fly towards it, things static out. Your dream turns to white and black TV static for a moment. You hear a white noise. What the fuck is this like? The ring? <laughs> it's like the ring. You can no longer see the jungle. You can no longer see rocks. Instead, you just see just the night sky. Everywhere you look around, you see the night sky. Beautiful, more clear than you've ever seen before. Even when you've been in the clearing at your home, looking up with no lights for miles, it's like you're there. It's like you're just in the night sky. And then you start to hear feedback. And as soon as you kind of reach for your ears to cover your ears, you wake up and you've got this splitting headache that takes minutes before it starts to pass. Okay. Merlin, you are tending to your horses back in Mirand. 
you're giving Star Ranger a sick cut. Tiana is sitting on a hay bale nearby, watching, kind of making fun of you for your goofy. What kind of haircut are you giving uh, Star Ranger? A bowl cut. <laughs> on a fucking horse? <laughs> What's a bowl cut on a horse? <laughs> just picture it, man. You just put a bowl on his head and cut it? I don't That's know. A big bowl. A big <laughs> wine barrel bowl, I guess. Oh, God. That's fucking hilarious. Okay, yeah, and then she's laughing even harder at you now. <laughs> you you actually do quickly realize that you're dreaming, Merlin. But as you do, you don't try to veer from the dream at all. You try to keep doing whatever you were doing before you realize you were dreaming. Just not wanting to risk waking up or ending the dream as like Tiana's there and uh, she starts laughing and her last like you remember it from the last time you saw her like it was yesterday it's just big booming laugh that is super infectious and uh, you're just giving Star Ranger this bowl cut trying your hardest to just stick to whatever this dream is going to turn out to be so that you don't wake up and then you see this raging storm coming over the trees to the north. It doesn't look like a storm. It looks like the apocalypse. You see this whipping blizzard and the snow flying every which way and these tornadoes that are stretching like far above the trees. Uh, this wave of water pouring down in sheets. You can't even make out the individual raindrops. It's just like sheets of water flowing down. Um, and then you see lightning strikes slamming in a Modress, not one and then another and then another. It's like dozens at a time. As soon as the rain starts to reach you and you look over at Tiana, you see that she's actually standing washed in a rainbow. And the tail end of that rainbow goes up and over towards the storm and then over the storm and even further north. And then one more lightning flash, and you wake up, too. Uh, so you are all four now awake in your dorm room, ready to start your day. Hello, everybody. Is your dungeon master, Adam DeWeese, here. Thank you all so much for checking out this episode of Half Word of Heroes, as always. One thing that I have not plugged in a while is our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash one-shot-onslaught, all spelled out. Uh, we do streams there with our patrons once a month, and that stream is coming up this month, this Friday. So it's going to be a Christmas-themed one-shot. Uh, stop by, watch a one-shot played with uh, me as DM and a bunch of our patrons as the players. Uh, these are always a ton of fun. I highly suggest you uh, follow us on there and set your notifications on so that uh, you never miss one. I also stream like video games and things every once in a while, but the patron streams are definitely where it's at. Hey, do you know, I don't know how to say his, his handle, Bodie H? Bodia? Bodie? It's B-O-D-I-E-H. He did all the artwork for uh, our logo, did the layout of our logo, Does has an absolutely amazing art style that is super unique, especially in the uh, kind of D&D sphere of character art and things. And he's got a Patreon, patreon.com slash slow quest. And he is starting a Kickstarter this week. I'm not sure the exact day it's going to go live, but it's going to include a, a deck of cards and a zine with character art and ways to generate interesting NPCs kind of on the fly. Uh, it's going to be very cool. You go check out all of his current work and his Patreon, and I think he's actually got commissions open at the moment, but they're probably going to go fast. So by the time this airs, maybe not. 
Um, if you want to advertise with us or get a personal message out, you can head over to halfway to slash sponsorships or email us at one shot onslaught at gmail, all spelled out. And you can get us to plug your show, your product you're making, your business here on an episode of Half Forty Heroes or One Shot Onslaught. And also you can submit your fan art to us and we will put it up on our uh, website and tag you on there. So get that fan art sent in. Um, really excited about this arc and where it's going to go. So uh, I'm going to let you get right back into the episode. I will give all my shout outs and thank yous and outtakes at the end of this episode. And I will talk to you then. Bye, everybody. my fucking head so ubo turned into a celestial turtle all tracks was an angelic fucking robot <laughs> and then me and dustin i get like i'm looking at myself and he has to like lose his sister again yo yo you guys did you have some fucked up dreams i did i yeah i had some i had a strangest dream i tell you what i even had a dream i was flying all tracks you had a dream i i think that's what it was called or was it what you guys are talking about <laughs> never had one of these before it's a head Not like it's a this. headache with pictures <laughs> that's strange it was weird there was a gear on a table and it was talking to me and it told me to go home and make me proud is what it said and it sounded really familiar maybe we should just get you home we probably do need to go back home <laughs> <laughs> i think uh I think I'll make a visit there someday. When was the last time you were home? A few years before starting the academy. Dang. Which was a long time ago. Did anybody else have a weird dream? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, man. You go first. All right. I walked in this building. There's some guy blacksmithing. Looked at me, threw some water on a fucking hot piece of metal. Steam cleared. And damn it, it was me. What do you mean it was you? It was me staring at me, man. <laughs> like you were the blacksmith? Everybody was me. <laughs> that's that's weird. That's weird. I was me and he was me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't your daddy? Did did like did you make anything special while you were in there? Uh no. It looked cool though, but it was <laughs> what was a square it? piece of metal. Just, just a square piece of metal? Yeah, like, it looked like it was already buffed and shined, but... Do you remember how to make it? Maybe it's like a special item we can make. I just threw water on it, man. <laughs> you quenched it. <laughs> he was already making it when you came in. Or yeah. you were already making it because everybody's you? Yeah, but me didn't tell me how to fucking make it. <laughs> stupid, stupid me. Yeah, <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> that, that was it that was it what about you Ubo hmm. you have a weird dream well, yeah I was uh, in the jungle and I was uh, hanging out with rocks but I was flying through the trees and then uh, you're flying yeah man I was flying cruising oh that's sweet and then uh, uh then uh <laughs> I've we were gonna steal some nuts from some squirrels <laughs> and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, flew towards the tree, and then then uh hmm, then all of a sudden the Blair Witch came out, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, everything turned staticky, and uh, and then I was I I was space and time. <laughs> weird, huh? There were some there were some weird nuts you were going for. No, we were just we were just uh. You know, ca- causing mischief like we do. That <laughs> rucks. But then it gave uh, then it gave me like a severe headache. So I don't know. Like when you woke up, you had a headache. Oh yeah, it's still here. Do you still have a headache? Weird. Yeah, man. Weird. Do you need some healing? Yes. Okay. Hang on. Let's see what I got for you. 
How about D6 to help your headache? I, I need a little D20, a D Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, did you heal? Yeah. Oh, do I need a like, legit roll? Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought you were like using a spell slot to heal. <laughs> a D20? No, a D, whatever your healing touches. I did a re, I did a D20. I don't even care. No, no. If you're really going to use your healing on them, D6, three. All right. Uh, yeah, that, as soon as, Mer- what's it look like when you do this, Merlin? It is going to fix this headache. I'm trying to think. Have I ever healed anything? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first time. <laughs> I know Altrex has, and he's got like defibrillator hands. I actually give him like a little punch in the arm, and that's actually what heals him. All right. It's, a, it's like, it's got like yellow. My hand's like glowing yellow when I punch him. There you go. Oh, you got a yellow now. Yeah. Yeah, Merlin, did you did you have a weird dream too? Yeah, my dream I saw like the apocalypse going on. It was strange. That's weird. What caused it? Well, I don't know. I just saw a bunch of uh tornadoes and some lightning. Was there anything else? So my my sister was there and the rainbow was shining on her and then it went past her towards the north. Like, I need to go north. I don't know. Like, north is in where the other orbs are? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe these dreams are for real. Maybe we're supposed to follow these dreams. Uh, So now that you all have woken up, uh, shaken your dreams off, explained your dreams to your uh, friends, what's your guys' plan? Uh, You know that Headmaster Wake wanted to meet with you guys today, but I mean, what do you guys want to do? I just want to relax. I want to ride my bicycle. Ubo's head hurts. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Oh yeah, I fixed it. Maybe we should we should go talk to Headmaster Wake and see what her details are, where we should go about that, or should we mention the dreams? I agree. Yeah, I think it wouldn't hurt. Let's go find Master Wake, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Uh, where would you all like to look for Headmaster Wake as you were leaving your dorm room? Let's check her office. Uh, you all head down to her office, and uh, you swing open the door. Do you guys knock, or are you guys... Nah, we just go in. We're tight now. Yeah, you just open up the door. You see her desk just standing on its side vertically over the trap door. And she's actually just sitting crisscross applesauce in the corner of the room, going over just this big stack of papers. Hey, Headmaster Wake. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, did you guys sleep well last night? Yeah, we had some weird dreams, though. All Even I had a dream. How strange is that? I don't I don't know. Is it strange, Valtrex? Do you usually dream? Uh, not in this manner that I did. I had, like, a real dream like I was there. Normally, it's just a bunch of numbers. <laughs> well, you wouldn't understand what was it was it was it anything all of us had a weird dream but I had a, a gear like a cog that talked to me and it told me to make it proud and go home where's his daddy did you all like <laughs> did you all like Eat anything or drink anything or smoke anything. I don't think we did. We had some uh, some steaks. I can't do. I smoked a little bit of fell weed, (laughs) (laughs) but I always do that before bed. Oh, you always do. Okay, so maybe that's not it then. I was going to say that's probably it for you. We might have the mad cow disease. (laughs) We had steak. Oh, you know. Can you test us? Where'd you guys get the steak from in town? Um, uh, the some sketchy fella. The steakhouse. He put it in a doggy bag. <laughs> well, okay, that doesn't narrow it down any, but I don't know. I'm sure it's probably just stress. You guys are probably all, you know, with the orbs and with the illithids. It's probably just that's just it ain't stress. I mean, I, it's, it's stress or steak. I guess those are the two options. 
Well, you suck. I'm going to go tell someone else about my dream. <laughs> okay, Clyde, okay. I didn't get to hear what your dream was. What was your dream? Oh, no. It's either steak or fucking stress. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry, Clyde. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't. I mean, it's good that you guys at least got to sleep last night. These reports keep coming in, and I'm trying to filter through. Okay. Okay. Let's not make this about you. Okay. I'm just saying, like, some sleep would be nice. What what kind of reports are coming through? I have sent all of my scouts out for any anomalies in the weather patterns, any kind of modris-wide, and I've gotten some. Did uh, you find the just, last orb? And Not yet. There doesn't seem to really be any concrete, you know, major tornadoes or wind or anything going on anywhere that we've kind of picked up on yet. But, I mean, the lightning orb, it seems to... It's going down the path of stars, the caravan route. I think it's definitely the way to go. That's our next step. If you all are still up for it, I don't really have any leads on the illithids. I, it seems like they're targeting you four for some reason, right? It seems like you four found your undo. The orbs were in your hometowns. They've interacted with Ubo's parents. It seems like they're t- specifically targeting you for. But why? I I have no answers to that. But it seems like they keep popping up while you're searching for these orbs. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the best path is for you to keep searching for the orbs and keep keeping on. I mean, keep your guards up. Keep... And, you know, I, I wish we had some other teams I trusted enough to pair with you all now to give you some backup. But the Funky Four was next in line and they've been gone for a while now. But I don't really trust any of the other members that are. Whatever happened to them? They headed up north about, I don't know, 12, 15 days ago, somewhere in there. They left the school and went up north. You said you know where all the orbs are? I know. I think I know where the lightning orb is. There's been lightning storms just going down the path of the stars caravan route. So it seems like somebody has the lightning orb. Just It seems like it's moving up north. Maybe that's where the funky fall went. Hey, Old Tracks. Yeah. Isn't your hometown up north? Yeah, it is up north from where we are now. Well, that's strange because your dream was telling you to go up to your hometown, which is north, and my dream was telling me to go up north. Hmm. hmm. That is weird. And and Funky Four is up north. What's going on north? This must be a party. <laughs> Didn't you say the reports of the orb were up north? Yeah, the, yeah, the lightning strikes are going. So you guys know... Path of the Stars, right? It's the only caravan route that stretches from the southern point of Modras, us, Brightbank, all the way up to uh, Owl's Peak and Glassburn up north. It's the only caravan route that goes north to south, coast to coast. I say we just go. I think he's right. I think we should just go. She don't want to hear about her dreams anyway because she's stupid. Everything's pointing up north. I'd say we go north. Well, yeah, we, man. We, yeah, I said we, did I I not? I said that already. What? Well, I said it again. (laughs) I I hate to sound pessimistic, but could you all also keep an eye out for the Funky Four? I know you've got other things you need to kind of keep on your plate, but it is kind of strange that they just up and left and kind of strange that they've been gone for so long haven't checked in at all so i don't know just my only question is i mean they graduated what concern are they to you well i mean i figured they they knew things were (laughs) going bad it seems like as soon as the last class of screamer academy ended and graduated it seems like all of a sudden there's these things just stacking up one after another catastrophes, orbs going missing, illithids popping up, 
So they were kind of sticking around trying to, they were helping. The fuck you for illithids. Let's go kill them. Did you send them on mission as well? I mean, they were they were trying to help. They were trying to re- recollect the orbs also. And then they were talking to me. They were reporting, seeing what kind of info I had on the orbs. And then... Didn't they give up after they lost out to the first two? Did you see them on the second one? No, because we beat them to it. They might have the the next one. They're in the north already. I mean, they were gone before you even collected the second one, though. Oh, dang it. Dak Nabbit. They might be attuned to it. And if that's the case, we might have to fight them to get it back. I hope they're not attuning to them. That's, that could be very dangerous. We might have to fight them. Yeah. We don't even know if they made it there, though. Yeah, we should go north. We, I mean, everything's pointing north. We need to go north and check. We need to take the Sea of Stars, Path of Stars, whatever it was. Path of Stars. Enough chit-chat. Let's do it. Let's roll. I mean, do you all need anything from me? I mean, I got my walkie. Okay, well, I I got my walkie, so uh, my sending sense, any food, transportation. I mean, Uh, you guys could get horses again if you want. We're going to need some gold. No, I mean, you all, we gave you, well, okay, no, we didn't give you gold. We gave you school credits. Okay, here, this, this is coming out of my own pocket. Okay. 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 I just look back at everybody like, fuck yeah. Okay. All right. This is, this, I mean, this is an absurd amount for food and lodging for a, a, a two month journey. Okay. So that's. All right. Well, I mean, okay. party boys. Let's party. How no, much is it? Okay. No, no. This is, this is for food, lodging, and any, if any other transportation costs pop up. Let's party, boys. Okay. Ubo. How much? No, okay. But well, how um, much is it? Well, it's gonna go. It's gonna go down every time Ubo says "party, boys." Just give it to I'm me. I'm I'll kidding. keep track of it. Okay, I'm gonna give you fifty gold, which is it's gonna cover absolutely anything that could come up in my mind for you per all. Personally, gonna cover shit, no, man. Fifty gold total. One of them steaks costs four gold. That's well, not a whole lot of gold. Well, you hey, was it a Chimera steak? Because if it not. Then you got ripped off. It was a Chimera steak. Okay, well, beef steak's going to cost you like three copper. Just don't get, just don't eat steak all night. Every I think night. we got ripped off, boys. I think we did too. <laughs> Come on, I mean, look. Okay, give us a hundred gold. We might be gone for three months, maybe four. I I don't think you all. And we're taking Klug. No, wait, we didn't talk to Klug about this. <laughs> Why would you need Klug? I Klug has been gone for two ten day already almost. And it, the the my bathroom is just a wreck. Because he was such a help. How? You wouldn't even believe us. Yeah, he was just a good guy. He like came back and he was all ecstatic to see me again and like to start get back to work. I don't think he's gonna agree to that. I kind of need him to take care of things here. Yeah, you'll be fine. You got Grundy. Uh, roll a persuasion check, Clyde. A nine. Nine. She says, no, look, just, Klug is, have you seen him since you all had him on the, on the sea and in a shadow? He is sickly looking. How about 13? No, you can't just keep rolling, Clyde. (laughs) (laughs) He just needs to eat that, uh, the steak that we put in the doggy bag for him. He'll be good. Good as gold. You all don't need Clyde. Clyde will be fine here. He'll. I'll let him radio in if you guys have, like need any questions or anything. Wait, whoa. You mean Klug or Clyde? Klug. <laughs> Clyde. Oh, yeah, Clyde, Clyde ain't staying. Sorry, like, uh, I'm not allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Klug will stay here with me. I, I think you four can... Hand, I mean, you've been handling it so far. If I trusted any of the other students, I'd send them with you. But at this point... I don't know what to believe anymore. I know that you four have been helping, which makes me think that I can trust you four. But anybody else, Klug standing, uh, the teachers, the students, it's really you four. And I thought the funky four, but with them being MIA, I'm not sure what's happening. All right, that's fine. He can stay here. 
Well, whatever we choose, as long as I get some Tylenol and a chance to pee, I'm good to go. I mean, you can pee whenever, Merlin. Like you can- Okay. Okay, I'm going to go pee then. Okay. Like, you guys, I guess we're done talking. Any more questions or concerns? Nope. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Um, I'll, I'll walk you whenever I do my security checks. All right. All right. Um, where are we heading? Um, it was a really short beat in there when she mentioned that you guys could use the school transportation again with horses. She did so that you guys could get your horses again. We can get horses again. Yeah, you guys could get those horses that you use to get to Flander Dash again if you want. Steve, Steve, um, uh, free, <laughs> oh. Steve, freedom. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember what ours were called. You guys want to pick? All right, uh, Altrex and uh, Ubo. You guys can pick two new horses. The whatever horses you had before aren't there anymore. So now you got to pick two <laughs> new horses. Barry's Barry picks Steamroller. Steamroller. That's a good one. I I got one already. Sea biscuit. Sea biscuit. Sea biscuit. So good. So sea biscuit, steamroller. Steamroller, yep. And and it's just a super fat horse with short stubby legs. (laughs) (laughs) But he runs faster than every other horse. Yeah. I know Freedom has a long flowing mane. It Clydesdale. Fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. Majestic. I know Steven's really small. Like a pony uh, from Merlin. What's um, Sea Biscuit look like? Does it look like the real life Sea Biscuit? Exactly. It looks it looks exactly like the real life Sea Biscuit, which we all know what it looks like, so we don't have to describe it here. Instead of the real life Sea Biscuit, it's a uh, it's a Clydesdale. That's right. It's the best horse to get, man. Best horse you can get is Clydesdale. Those are really those, cool. Those fluffy yeah, hoofs. Look at them. Yeah, they're so fucking cool. They're massive. That's, I was just I was I was googling horses. Are they even horses? Yeah, they're horses. They're, they're fucking horses. beasts. Wait, I want to change that again. Let me let me look at some more horses real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. find the correct. All right, breed. everybody, start googling horses real quick. The Arabian horses are really cool looking too. Johnny, I'm surprised you didn't pick a Mustang. After I edited out all of us looking at horse pictures for about ten to fifteen minutes, we landed on. Uh, Ubo getting a curly-haired horse, which we didn't know existed. Altrex got a... Altrex, what did we get you? That that big fucking... like Oh, the one on steroids? No, no, not the one on steroids. Like, the first one that I sent. The one screaming? No, the one that's like... Looks real fat with the tiny legs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Steamroller. You're yeah, steamroller. Steam yeah, it's it's really short and really big. Yeah. Uh, and then Clyde has a Clydesdale. Hey, Clyde has a Clydesdale. That's right. Wow. And then uh, Merlin's is like uh, a short pony that's white with you like dyed its main uh, rainbow. And I, I shaved a star into its flank, back left flank. Okay. Okay. So you all have your mounts. You've got your rides. Oh, fuck. We didn't even get the names yet. Uh, we'll get the names on the way as we... Uh, I thought mine was Steve. You're Steve still. Yeah, you're Steve still. Oh, Steamroll. We got the names. We got the names. Yeah, we got the names. Yeah. So you all mount up. Horses are free and paid for. And then you all start the journey north. And you know that if you walk from Brightbank all the way up to Owl's Peak along this path, it's like a two to three ten day journey. It's a long time. Uh, so you start. You start heading up north. It's it's pretty early on. Uh, I guess we could say that you guys had like breakfast at the academy. Sounds good. Oh, what did you guys eat for breakfast? Um, I really like bacon, of course. Yeah. Um, and then you know the school cafeteria makes a mean biscuits and gravy. Oh, do they? Yes, oh. yes, they do. They make some good pepperoni pizza, too. They make good pepperoni pizza, Merlin? And freaking nuggets, man. And yeah. nuggets? And colossal cheeseburgers. <laughs> I got. So I ate Olive Garden. What's up, boys? Uber had some squirrel nuts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had some shark meat. I had some steak and eggs. I had a, I had a gallon of creatine. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and a protein shake. <laughs> and a protein shake, a post-workout shake, and a 16-ounce a sixteen ounce steak. You had your pre-workout, your post-workout, and your mid-workout all, all at once, <laughs> just so you don't even have to deal with the <laughs> schedule. No one has time for that shit. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so you're you're fucking jazzed. You're ready to go. Um, uh, and you all mount up and head north. Um, at the moment, it's pretty nice weather, but you four know that once you get past that halfway point up Modras, it's gonna get it's gonna start to get chilly. I give freedoms to creatine too, so we're both fucking jacked. Yeah, so he's fucking like running circles around all the other horses. <laughs> Uh, you all start to head north along the path of stars. Uh, as soon as you leave Brightbank and you leave the city behind, it starts to it's it's pretty open grasslands at first. A couple hours pass on horseback, it turns to uh, a little bit more wooded, not thick woods on the sides, but there's trees around you now. And then as soon as it hits uh night on day one, which is not very far into your journey at all. You're you're just about to cross a, a river. You know that there's a river coming up soon. So you all think that's probably a good time to make camp unless you're like unless you four specifically want to kind of double time and journey through night as well. And like how do you guys want to travel this? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up for you guys. You guys can either like do forced marches where you travel at night also and sleep just like the bare minimum and risk exhaustion or like travel normally. Oh, damn. How you guys I like this option. Wear ourselves out. Yeah, I feel like we should hurry because I'm, I'm, I'm worried that everything's at stake. You know, we're putting everyone's lives on the line. We need to get the ring to Mount Doom. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. I feel like at least like the first day we'd be hauling, you know, hauling our butts. But then like, you know, we might be slowing down later on. But at first we're probably in a hurry. Yeah, I agree with sure. that. I agree with that. Everybody roll me um, a constitution save except for Altrex because Altrex only needs four hours powered down. Oh, okay. I still want to roll one anyways. Damn it, look at that. A fucking nat 20. And I got a nat 1. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of save are we doing? This is constitution, and damn, you guys all fucking killed it except Merlin. I think you're all good except me. I'm passed out. So what did you get, Clyde? Like a 24? I got a 22. 22. Uh, Uba probably got a 19. 17 plus. 19? Okay, yeah, and then all checks will be a nat 20. I got 20. a 21. 21. Um, so the first night you all are kind of making double time, not sparing a lot of time for sleeping. You're kind of planning on going through about half the night awake and then just camping for a few hours. Um, Merlin's cheating. That works for everybody. <laughs> but then in the morning, Merlin, the next day, you wake up. Actually, you have some trouble waking up. Everybody else is trying to shake you awake. And you wake up, and uh, it's day two of your journey. You're extremely exhausted. Uh, you did not get enough sleep last night. And this entire day, you're going to have one level of exhaustion, which means you have disadvantage on nearly everything. F, man. It's me, your Dungeon Master, again, and thank you to all of our current patrons. Thank you, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, Tiana H., Ryan P., Jason Prevat, Danny T., Non-Ironclaw, Dave M., Sofa Kingdom, Jeremy Fair, Brittany D., Brad the M., 
Dwayne and the Two Turtle Does from the Lawful Stupid Podcast, Uncle Scott Chainsaw, Brian Bridges, Drew Rundu, Undead Monkey, Danny M., Remus S., The Nerd Asylum, Roland L., Joel Lorber, and Naomi Sweet. Thank you all so much for keeping the show going. Your support means the world to us in more ways than one. If you want to get your name on this list and get characters named after you, such as Jerundu and Tiana and Thuin and Danny, there's a bunch of them, and you get a whole bunch of other cool bonus content too, you can head over to patreon.com slash onshotonslot or bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon. If you want to hang out with all of us from the show and also talk with a bunch of other really cool people in the Discord, then you can head over to bit.ly slash halfway to Discord or bit.ly slash one shot Discord. Both will take you to the same place. There you can hang out with the cast of the show, play some D&D by text with us, talk about what's going on in your day and some fun stuff like video games and board games and D&D. It's a great place to hang out, meet some new people. Uh, Also, we are always looking for new iTunes ratings and reviews. Those help us tremendously. Uh, Telling friends about the show, all that good stuff. Uh, Mentioning us on social media, talking about our latest episodes, all that are huge helps. Uh, You can find a link to all that stuff in the description below. Um, In three weeks from today, this going out, so I think it's the first week of January, we will be releasing part one of our mini campaign spinoff playthrough of the Essentials Kit campaign, uh, Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, I think it's called, and um, all the guys from this show are going to be the main characters. It's going to be a ton of fun. We've had our session zero. We are going to start recording it in like a week or two, and I cannot wait. So that all is going to be on the One Shot Onslaught podcast feed. I may drop episode one on this feed. Haven't decided yet, but uh, I will keep you all posted. Uh, Other than that, uh, enjoy these outtakes, and I will talk to you all in two weeks. Bye, buddy. Go home. Uh, I'll make this voice sound cooler in post. Go home. <laughs> you know, you know what's weird? Whenever I think of like what Master Wake looks like, I think of that that uh, professor from Monsters University. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. Oh my god! The centipede lady. Yeah. Are you guys posting about Steve? Uh, no. Yeah, Dustin, I posted your pony. My link oh, that I look posted. at this thing. What is this? Hold up. That, Dustin's Merlin's. Dude, there's a fucking horse what, with a perm. What am I clicking? There's four of them. This is what Dustin what needs right here. Click the one I just posted. That's what Dustin needs right there. <laughs> it looks like one of them fucking blankets, like a Sherpa blanket. Yes. <laughs> Adam, that is Steve. Curly horse. That's what it's called. What the F? Is that real? Yeah. yeah. I'm about to post this. Check this one out. And click this picture. Tell me this You posted the longest links. I know, dude. I'm just copying. (laughs) What the fuck is that? Tell me that doesn't look like Steve Buscemi in a horse. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What did you what did you search, man? They're all screaming. All these horses are screaming. Hey, man. <laughs> I just Googled funny looking horses. <laughs> Wait, so what are we doing looking for horses? Yeah, yeah I guess so. Oh yeah, John, that's freedom right there. A majestic goose podcast. Honk. Honk.